Blog Talk Radio. There ain't nothing more depressing than a pine tree. Gussied up with candy canes and balls. Those carolers have kept me up for hours. It's Merry Christmas seeping through my walls. No, I'm no wicked commie nut or nothing. But there's one damn holiday that I can't stand. It ain't Halloween or Thanksgiving or even April Fool's. But it'll surely make a fool out of every man. Ha! If I ain't drunk, then it ain't Christmas. You know where to stick those single bells. If I ain't hammered, it ain't Hanukkah. And all you motherfuckers go to hell. If I ain't cock-eyed, it ain't Kwanzaa. Joy to the world, Jack and Coop. If I ain't drunk, then it ain't Christmas. Never anything but broke. Now every year the malls are just a madhouse. Full of empty pocket dots and smiles. Just the smell of eggnog makes me vomit. And those colored lights are fucking infantile. I think we collectively as a people should rise against this corporate jolly noise. And tell the world, let's buy some peace and quiet for a change Before we spend it all on fucking toys Ha! Don't buy it drunk that it ain't Christmas You know where to stick those single bells If I ain't hammered, it ain't Hanukkah Fa-la-la-la, go fuck yourself If I ain't cock-eyed, it ain't Kwanzaa Joy to the world, get through if I ain't drunk, then it ain't Christmas So leave this goddamn screws the fuck alone ah! Merry fucking Christmas Welcome to Fred and Steve's, and I picked a song that Fred would appreciate for this Christmas week. Oh, yeah, that's a funny one. (laughs) (laughs) Who is that? I think it's Mojo Nixon. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's what I thought. It kind of sounded like Mojo, so. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I was expecting that one. Yeah, you know how to start a show. <laughs> yeah, we've been planning on this since Thanksgiving, people, but everything has been gone straight to hell. Between Fred oh, working yeah. with, between Fred working with nice, loving, sweet, caring people, and a pretty cool boss. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. It's just you and, know we. Ugh. We're just busy as fuck right now, and we're not even like a retail store. We're just a fucking warehouse, but with all the winter construction going on, because of everything being closed, we're fucking working our dicks off. And I'm going to be honest. I fucking lost my DVD. It was over in the news stack where I moved the bookcase and moved a whole shitload of DVDs over there, and it took me forever to find it. 
uh, <laughs> yeah, this is like a cursed show. Like every time we go to start, it's something would happen that we couldn't do this one. And we've been planning on this one for a while. So, <laughs> I mean, it took me almost a month just to get the fucking disc. Like I ordered it online. I'm like waiting for it forever. And just a heads up, like I'll talk about it when we get into it, but like, this was like a new experience for me, this one. So, <laughs> Yes. And if you've ordered something for someone special at the last minute, this ain't 2019. If you have ordered something within the past week and you hope to get it before Christmas, you are officially fucked. Yeah, and uh, with, with the pandemic and everything, and everybody home just spending their stimulus checks on Christmas stuff. You ain't getting your shit. <laughs> Even I know. I I had to order a pair of boots because I have a hole in the bottom of mine, and I'm like, well, I won't see that shit till January. <laughs> yeah. Brett looked up the ordering status, and it just said, "Fuck you." <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You put your you place your order in, and it's like, all right, now sit there and wait for two months, you asshole. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, everybody. Yeah, everything's fucked. So. You know, it's just the, what it's been this whole year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what show are you talking about that and we're blood, supposed to be doing? <laughs> blood Lake. This film is a shot on video movie. This really S-O-V. was pretty much lost. I don't even know if a VHS of this out. I looked up on eBay just to check on prices. I don't. I haven't even been able to find a goddamn VHS of this. If anyone else has yeah, no, a fucking better hunter than me. Yeah, it's definitely out there. Um, I know even the uh, director, Tim Boggs, owned a copy. And and he showed it at a convention, like a, a, a Q&A about the movie. And people were like, oh, you got to give me that. Oh, and even the producer was like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll hold on to that for you. Because it's that rare of a film. So, and what's shocking is this movie was like in every video store back in the eighties. Like every, and I had memberships to lots of video stores and surprisingly this one never ended up in my pile of films to watch. I don't know why, but, um, I guess I wasn't jaded enough or whatever it was, but yeah, I have seen this movie everywhere. I, I mean, the, the cover is so recognizable, you know? The, the hulking, and it's kind of, um, <laughs> now that I think about it, I probably mistaken this movie with Slaughterhouse, because the covers are slightly similar. A big hulking figure yeah. standing there with a weapon. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, but Blood yeah. Lake is much better than Slaughterhouse, Slaughterhouse. <laughs> At least Slaughterhouse was shot on film. This is filmed, basically, Tim Box has said him and his friends got drunk, went out to his parents' lake house, and filmed the fucking movie. Yeah, they literally went on vacation and brought a camera with them. <laughs> and that's that's what's fun about this movie is it feels like they had a blast. Like you watch this film, and it's so full of that '80s party energy that even when the serious shit is going on, it's like, well, you know, that's cool. It's an '80s film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this was put out by AGFA, which is American Genre Film Archive, which was the home video version of the Alamo Draft House, the original one. 
Yeah. Also, don't forget Bleeding Skull helped put this out, too. They got the ball rolling, up, yeah. rolling on this. So, well, yeah, AGFA was the one that did Two years ago on. at the Knoxville Horror Film Fest, I was supposed to come and catch the, er- the first show, which was all through the house, which I finally watched, and I'm glad I missed. And me and Anton walked in, we're like, Anton looked at me and said, what is this? I don't know, it's Blood Lake. Okay. <laughs> that must have been an experience. And we so what, you see it on like a screen? Cinema, which is about an 80 theater seat, theater. That's how many people it holds. It holds like 80 seat. Man, that's small. <laughs> yeah, but perfect to watch <sighs> a movie like this. Yeah, I mean, it's a shot on video, so, it, and it really looks shot on video. Like, I, my friends and I, back in the day, I, my parents got me a video camera for Christmas one year, and, you know, it, there, there, there's a certain uh, tonal quality to video that definitely you can't get with film. You know, film and video are like night and day. So you can always tell a shot on video movie just by and it's especially great when there's like little glitches in the film in the um tape, you know. <laughs> Which a lot yeah. of people try to repu- replicate <laughs> now in their little, you know, YouTube movies, you know. And anything that's like new retro. Yeah, they ways, don't get it. They try we to... didn't try or intend they didn't trend or try or intend to make the movies look like shit. <laughs> Yeah, they just naturally happen that way. (laughs) Especially when you go by your local Hex, Wars, Roses, and pick up a commercial-grade videotape. Yeah, I think um, the ones I used to use a lot were uh, TDK. I used a lot of those. And mine took the full tape. It wasn't the um, smaller videotapes. It was like a full... VHS cassette that it took. So I also had like like later on I had a mini one, you know, the higher grade dig like what they call those mini VHS or something like that. It was like weird. Yeah, I barely used there that one because I didn't VHS like the small tape. and HD VHS. Yeah, I didn't like the small because they just looked even shittier than VHS. <laughs> <laughs> and it was harder to yeah, edit too. Look- like yeah. I mean, that was the great thing about the early VHS uh, cameras is you could literally use it also as a VCR. You could hook it to a monitor, and you can and it had an edit on the on the camera itself. And it's fucking tedious. Like you had to edit in order. Like you would rewind, cut, cut it to a certain point. And you can see some editing ghosts in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it never edits completely clean unless you took it to an actual studio and had it on one of their major machines, which no one had the money for back then except for news networks. So that's how news networks did it. They would edit on their big fucking machines and it'd be nice and clean. Yeah. It was hard as hell to edit those I'm at the main menu. What about you? Yeah, I'm at the... I'm at start the party. Yeah. Okay, let's start <laughs> the party and get this a train wreck a rolling. And get to your menu, the main menu, and hit play yep. in 
five, four, three, two, one. Hit play now. On it. Barry, Barry Film. Film. Presents. <laughs> Presents. Yeah, that was uh, Doug Barry. BL Blood Lake Movie Corporation production. <laughs> uh, Tim Boggs film. film. What's funny is he got to be working on some big films after this. Oh, yeah, no, he had a fucking insane career. Oh, here, wait, we, we can't talk over this part. <laughs> this is like yeah. the best kill of the movie. They start you right off. Yeah, one of the best so that kill actor, lines ever. Yeah, that actor right there, the gardener. So uh-huh. uh, <laughs> we first got to get this. <laughs> this is your actually your favorite thing. Me. <laughs> That's good enough for me. I just and work here. That's good enough for me. Stab. Like at, at a yeah, that's like a total Rambo like knife. Like two dollars. <laughs> like eighties Rambo knife. Yeah, and those things will fall apart. And you said, oh yeah, no, I had one. Here we go. We got eighties music. We got a fucking uh, Z Rock, a boat, the Transit. <laughs> This yeah, is, the band is Voyager. More 80s this. <laughs> yeah, the band. So here's here's what's funny is that guy that just got killed, that is the ex husband of Tim Boggs' um, wife. He when he he was married, he was like, I'm gonna use my wife's ex husband as the first kill. <laughs> and he says later, yeah. and then he's like, I got divorced from my wife. So, me and the guy that I killed in my movie are now best friends. <laughs> and this movie and, is yeah, mullet the, hell. Oh, yeah, and like 12-inch mullets. Like, this is definitely a down south film. Oklahoma, actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's the um, producer writer right there, Doug. Doug Barry is the lead. Tiny Fraser. Tiny now you Frazier. were just telling me. <laughs> yeah, aka you wanted to talk about Frazier, aka Uncle Elmer, WWE <laughs> wrestler. Yeah, he was a wrestler. He was um, what was it? It was like four hundred pounds at like six ten. That was a monster of a yeah, motherfucker. So I can max. understand why they at his maximum. Yeah, that that. So he's pretty imposing in the film. It's just sad that, yeah. like, well, because this is a, you know, a shot on video movie and they worked with what they had. They were all new. This They were all kids, basically. This is a kids movie yeah. made by kids. <laughs> yeah. Voyager. Voyager. And that's yeah, and why the funny you hear story about some that, of the huh? curse words you hear in this movie. Oh, yeah. The, the Tim Boggs kids. basically. Yeah. Tim Boggs said. When he made this movie, he wanted to cast other kids in it, and he wanted the movie to, and he shamelessly said it, I wanted it to be entertaining to 11-year-olds. I wanted 11-year-olds to find this movie and think it's the greatest thing they ever saw, and the sensibilities are for an 11-year-old. 
Well, we never grew up, it, so hey, we're just sitting there going, hee <laughs> still. Well, that's the great thing about this film is like if you if you're from the '80s, like you and I, movies like this are now yeah. time capsules. If we want to go visit the '80s, we'll pop this fucking movie in, or one one of many that yeah. we'll pop in. Oh, Voyager. The funny story about Voyager you again. You rarely like, see is, backwoods like this even more. Even in Tennessee, you rarely see backwoods places like this anymore. Yeah, this is actually a famous um, lake. Like, I tried looking it up, and just to uh, join their Facebook um, page, you have to live it, you have to prove you live in the community. Because I guess they had a problem well, with horror fans movie. joining. <laughs> huh? It's yeah, basically. Like, like, I mean, it's a small, tight-knit community, and they wouldn't let me join. I tried joining. And they were like, where do you live? I'm like, oh, I'm around, you know, and they wouldn't let me join. Because I didn't have an address <laughs> yeah. proving that I'm from the area. So yeah. <laughs> I was going to make up, like, Can you know, Cedar well, Grove. imagine motherfuckers <laughs> like this coming up, watching this movie, and saying, I'm going to Blood Lake. And annoying the fuck yeah. out of the locals. Which is, well, that's the problem they have with the Amity House is all these horror fans are always going to take pictures of the house. So I guess they wanted to avoid assholes coming out there taking pictures of the lake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I had shirts like that in the 80s down south. Yeah, with the big holes and shit in them. <laughs> Little Tony. And there's they our hero actually told right them, there. Car, rub your ass and say, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so when I watch this movie, this is going to sound really weird. This yeah. movie, I kind of put it up there with, um, as far as like uh, the kids, The Legend of Billie Jean. You can hate me all you want, but you can interchange the characters from this movie to The Legend of Billie Jean, and it's still that 80s vibe. They all look like they shopped at the uh, mall, got their clothes, amateur skaters. <laughs> and that decoration, too. Yeah. Yeah, no. So, like, I mean, if you, if, if anyone out there has seen uh, The Legend of Billie Jean, watch this movie, and you can interchange the characters. Like, it's the same, you know, I don't want to say obnoxious. That's not the right word, but the same... Like teen energy, you know, <laughs> party down. Yeah. You know, even when they break into a house, it's a party. <laughs> Something in the 80s, shirts just, you know, were just a cloth you threw over you. <laughs> there was like no sides, no sleeves. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, that's the writer-producer right there. That girl, the lead actress, this was her yeah. parents' vacation home. So that's how the, how that's come she awesome. got the lead. They didn't intend on her to get the lead, but they were like, "Shit, we need a location." They were like, "Well, I know this girl. What can we do? We'll, go, we'll offer her the lead in the movie, and we're gonna use her house." That's some Ed Wood shit right there. And there's our hero, little Tony, <laughs> with I the love greatest how line. They met him. Yeah. Oh, his famous line, yeah. Are you going to be a butthole this weekend, or are you going to let me drink? (laughs) 
they met little Tony because he was a local in the neighborhood who would stand around flipping off people when they drove by his house. Yeah, and he was a little kid, too. This was years before they did this movie. Like, that's how jaded he was. He was just a little kid, like, years younger than this. Here he's, like, what, 12, 13, 14 maybe, the most? And they said they knew him from the neighborhood because he would flip the bird at cars as they went by. This I always found weird. It's like, hey, we're on our vacation home, and there's food in here. I guess that's to lead uh, some kind of, like, what's going on here. Well, once you learn the secret here, <laughs> which has to be the best reason to kill a bunch of motherfuckers I've ever seen in the movie history. <laughs> I know. And it took me, like, three watchings to get that plot. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, why is this guy here? <laughs> so, yeah, my story of oh, now I got that, so I'm that, There's that square head. I looked up on eBay to yeah. make sure, yes, you can't find one of those motherfuckers for under like $100 and $150. Yeah, they became collector's items. There, there was like a whole line of them. You pull it, it makes like a weird face and squirts water in you. <laughs> I yeah. forgot the name of them. They actually have Isn't it weird the shit uh, that we had in the 80s that nowadays that we consider just disposable? But nowadays well, yeah, we have they to were pay a shitload for <laughs> Yeah, no, back then it was like you hung it on the wall. If it got broke, oh, well. <laughs> I always wonder, like, like this is definitely, you could tell this movie's made by young people. Hey, look, a yeah. shed. Let me suspiciously walk over and play with the door because I don't know what's going on. Like, most people would just be like, oh, look, a shed, and just go back inside. Hey, you this, can, is hey like, this sucker's locked. You got the key to it? Yeah. But, I mean, like, this is definitely, you know, you could tell the writer was very young. Because, like, that's not normal behavior to, like, I'm going to look at that shit suspiciously back there for no reason. You know, he didn't hear a noise or anything. Yeah, and I love <laughs> it when they act like they're A's. They're not act. None of these guys are actors, and you can just tell. Yeah, except for the girl that has no lines. She was actually an actress in plays. So the girl, there's that other girl, I forgot her name, but she actually did some work before this, but because she, her family didn't own the house, they were like, well, you get the second role. (laughs) You get the non, non, uh, line. Uh, (laughs) And you can tell that they didn't tell them that they were going to pull this stunt. Yeah. Him and Mike knew it. Yeah. Little Tony. <laughs> there she is. She's the actual professional uh, actress that they gave, like, no lines to because she didn't own the house. You fucking ass, huh? <laughs> I like their little doc. They they explained in the um, commentary there was a partial doc there, but it wasn't complete. So they took on um, pallet boards from, a, like, a local yard and painted them, you know, really shittily, and then screwed them together and made a dock yeah. out of them. Yeah, you could tell. Should be drinking and smoking pot while watching this. <laughs> yeah. 
well, that's another thing that was great about these VHS movies like this. That's why we liked them, because you could party movies. You could have them in the background. You'd look and you'd see some stupid fucking shit yeah. going on. You'd go, <laughs> what the hell? And then just ignore it. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, because I don't watch a lot of modern I films. I kind of keep in the past. But I'm trying to think what movie is like this now. Because any movie they try to try to make this try to make like this now are usually just people that know like they're like oh we're trying to make a party film back then they yeah, were just like oh, i need to make a hard to film make it. yeah they didn't know what the fuck they were doing yeah well this film this was a tim Bo- um okay so the story between tim boggs and D- doug barry was tim worked in um a video equipment's place Selling cameras, editing equipment, yeah. stuff like that, and he wanted to make films, but never got the chance. He's like, I'm I'm surrounded by the equipment, but I don't have the money or the will or you know script or anything to make a movie. Until this guy came along, Doug. Doug came in looking for equipment because he wrote the script and he was going to make this film, and but he had no idea what he's doing, so he kept asking, um, um, what's his name? Oh God, Tim Boggs. Hey, you know, how does this work? How do I do this? What do I do with this? And Tim finally turned to Doug and said, well, what are you doing with all this shit? You got all this money. You're buying all this. This is a little bit much to be going home to make a family films, you know? You ain't recording your Christmas uh, party with fucking thousands of dollars of equipment here. And Doug told him, look, I wrote a script and I'm making a horror film. And Tim goes, oh, please let me direct. Please. I've been wanting to make break into film. And I need some kind of like something to have on a resume saying that I either directed or sound or whatever. And Doug's like, fine, you know, I'll, I'll star as the uh, lead actor and do everything else and you can direct it. So that's how this got going. It was a vehicle, which is funny because Doug Barry, who actually wrote the film only did two films from Ryan Stan. He did this. And he did another, I think, um, Tales from the... No, um, what was the other fucking movie he did? God damn it. Uh, it was right on the tip of my tongue. But he did two films. Meanwhile... Yeah. Fucking Tim Boggs, like we were saying before, he broke into doing sound. Because he's more of a technical guy. He liked directing, but he, he says he's more fascinated with doing sound than he was with anything else. And, like, <laughs> you want to talk about a resume. The guy did, what, The Bucket List, Hercules, The Lost Legend, Xena, Lost Highway for fucking David Lynch, you know, Bendit yeah. like Beckham, Breaking yeah. Bad. He did the Breaking Bad series, The Sopranos, the Tales from the Crypta series, including the Demon Knight movie, House Party. Like, this guy fucking, um, the Maniac Cop films he did the sounds on, that horror film from 89, Offerings. So, I mean, this guy, yeah. like, he went on to have a pretty successful career in just doing sound. He even won Emmy. Well, just listen like, to, the motherfucker. to this thing right here. This is exactly everything that you would fucking hear. Sitting outside yeah. bullshitting outside of a lake. There's a crickets going. There's a boat. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, this this is definitely, like, a, a film for kids. Not kids, but, like, saying yeah. an innocent Disney film. But it's it's made by young people 
that young people can relate to. And, I mean, unfortunately, I got into this film way too late. I didn't even I, – I remember seeing the video box cover. I never rented it. And then you came up with the idea to do the show. You're like, Fred, do you own Blood Lake? I'm like, no, I guess I got to order it because we're going to do a show on it. I got it. Now, shamefully, <laughs> you know my um, messages to you. I was like, what the fuck is this, Steve? <laughs> Like, like I tried to watch the movie, and and I kept getting up to a certain scene and stopping. I'm like, I can't watch it. What the fuck is going on here? This is like a vacation film. Yeah. <laughs> this is almost vacation. I was and it just opens the first up. time I seen this was at the Central Cinema, Knoxville Horror Fest, where I was basically like, you have to watch this entire fucking movie because we're showing it on the big screen. No! It was a raucous audience, man. We were just laughing yeah. our asses off. Not making fun of it. Just laughing at every stupid, goofy line. Like when yeah. this, every time someone this happened, it was like, oh shit, not the shed. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is definitely a movie that you need to watch with a group of friends. Yeah. You know, this, like, and that's, and, and it, it, definitely much better if you have people to play off of you know you're watching with your friends it's a much better experience because you're all in on the joke and there's there's a lot to fucking laugh at well laugh with i shouldn't say at it's laugh with because it's a fun fucking party yeah. film not like house party the movie but like just if you were a teenager in the 80s this is exactly what you would be doing You'd be drinking your like ass teenage. off, smoking lots of pot, <laughs> and eating shitty food. I miss those beer mugs like that. You can get those at the Dollar General. <laughs> you can now yeah, get but them at they're not store. as good quality. You know, I miss the good quality fucking beer mugs like that. Oh, you mean the ones you can hammer a fucking nail into a board and won't shatter? <laughs> yeah. Those? The one that my mom threw at my dad's head and fucking cracked the skull open, but the but the fucking beer mug was fine. <laughs> yeah, that's not even that stand on the beer mug. Boink. <laughs> I like that they got a twelve year old here and they're they're smoking pot with them, you know, like around them. There it is. There's your there's your expensive ass uh, eBay item now. <laughs> yeah, you pull the cord and, and they squirt you. Stupid ass. <laughs> what amazes me is how much there is no cursing in this movie. There's beer drinking. There's talk about sex. But there's no yeah. cursing. Well, they make a reference. Um, there we go. Part of the movie. I got beer. I got a sex partner. I'm fine. Yeah, little Tony, I got my beer, I got my sex partner, I'm good. <laughs> <That's a fucking laughs> yeah, I don't, there is no shit or fuck in this, is there? I don't remember hearing any, like, cuss no. words. Oh, anyway. Fuck Fuck I'll get through no, when we get up to the scene. None of the... <laughs> This is going to make me sound old. None of the seven deadly words in this. 
Yeah, no, it's it's kind of innocent, like. <laughs> but there is like little pervy references because um they do play little Tony off oh, the, the twelve year old. is over the board. Yeah, he, he, they, uh, they describe that. him in the uh, descriptions as a horn dog. <laughs> yeah, I never heard that term before, horn dog. <laughs> I love that. Little Tony talked all shit all through the film. And then when they asked the girl, how was she? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things you're going to learn this weekend. There is a line in this movie where they were talking about, like, you know, little Tony's sexual proclivities. And, he, and they were like, yeah. I think, um... Some, there was a, a cut line from the film that they did later because it's in the script where they were like, well, if you ain't got any protection, just t- do the pretzel. And it's like, what the fuck is a pretzel? And they describe it as you tie your penis in a knot so you don't get her pregnant. <laughs> that, that was, yeah, that's a line that's cut from the movie. <laughs> well, it was actually cut from the script. Like, it's scratched out in the script. That thing right like there should bring like a tear to your eye, man. Yeah. TV with the lines running through it, meaning it's after fuck. You can tell what time it is just from that TV. Yeah. Almost every fucking station in the midnight would go off the air at midnight. Yeah. Right after the uh, the air. It's after midnight. Now I remember that. Like staying. I remember um, the first time I stayed up late to watch TV. And then I saw the national anthem, and and the uh, signal went off, and I was like, I made it, I made it up late. I think I was like fucking five or something like that, like some ridiculous. Yeah, time. no, probably like six yeah. or seven. <laughs> uh, yeah, here we are. Everyone's passed out from drinking and smoking pot in their chairs. <laughs> Do the pretzel. No, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say that nobody's sore. Nowadays, yeah. if I try to sleep in a chair like that, I wake up, oh, God damn, shit. Well, I Steve, I like mean, we are kind of old now. Rice Krispies. Yeah. <laughs> I, hey, I'm 50, I, man. I I'm officially younger, old. I remember um, waking up on a concrete floor in a garage cu- with, with nothing but empty plastic uh, cups around me and, and about an inch of beer. In a cold ass fucking garage concrete floor. So, but I was much younger. If I did that now, I'd be in a hospital in intensive care. <laughs> but when you're like in your yeah. teens and 20s, you can fucking sleep on like a parkway divider, you know, <laughs> and wake up fine. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, God. I remember those books when they would just have books there for looks. Yeah. They were usually like an encyclopedia collection or something like that, that you'd get like for a, yeah. uh, you pay like five dollars and you get like a a letter a month. <laughs> we, I, I didn't talk about, it, but before they showed the uh, stalker cam, the slasher cam, that's actually a really yeah. cool effect that you that was you know available to VHS back then. You could just like fuck with the colors. Oh God, yeah. I did. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's different with film. You have to put different filters on, but back then with VHS, you would hit a dial and you could just like fuck with the color tones. You could make it like all blue. You could make it like grainy blue. Yeah. 
only time that filter worked was on werewolf movies. Yeah. But it works here, too, so. Yeah. Well, he's a tech guy. <laughs> yeah. And that's what it was. That was the um, main thing, that uh, reason why they gave him the um, director job, which for this film, if you talk to Tim, yeah. director job meant you did the camera work, you did the setup, yeah. you did the lighting, you helped with the effects. So <laughs> there was no crew. It was Tim and Doug, and that was it. And, and the now, kids would help out. For, and there's this thing we had back then that Yens don't have nowadays. It's called padding. Yeah. Oh, well, this movie, they wanted to get it up to, what is it, 82 minutes? Like, if you notice, yeah, even in the opening minutes. of the film. Uh, huh? 82 minutes, so yeah. So, yeah. to to if you look at the beginning of the film, there's one part where even Tim is embarrassed, where they stop, where they're following the car, and then they stop on a road sign for what the, seems to be forever. And this yeah. is the, the first two times I tried watching this movie. This is where I kept shutting it off. I'm like, all right, I'm not here to watch Hot Dog the movie. What the fuck? Why am I watching 20 minutes of fucking ski? <laughs> But if you think about it, this was the 80s. Everything in the 80s, there was some kind of outdoor activity that they focused on. Like Better Off Dead. Yeah, it was mountain you skiing. you click in your head that this is just some fucking teenage guys on vacation using the, using the movie as an excuse to drink beer, water ski, and party. Yeah, and smoke pot and party, yeah. Yeah. Which they well, weren't thinking. They really did it. I don't think they used tobacco. guest on the last show we had on, uh, Rot, he said he made that movie as just an excuse to fuck off with his friends and have a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you know. I mean, there's a great meme online. It's like, it's always just like some frustrated phrase and it says, fuck this, I'm going to be an artist. Fuck working, I'm going to be an artist. <laughs> Which I mean, any <laughs> artist out there, no disrespect, because doing artwork is really fucking hard. Yeah, trying to make a living doing art. I have a friend of mine; she struggles every day to pay bills because she chose the art life. Oh, and yes. to New York <laughs> Post and outing that uh, EMT who's doing sex work just so she can fucking make bills. Fuck you. Yes. Motherfuckers back yeah, in the seriously. day. You'll remember this. What did the New York Post used to do back in the day in the 80s? Didn't they used to have uh, TV photos and hooker ads in it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. I mean, it was a sleazy These are the rag. motherfuckers outing an EMT, the guys who used to have titty photos and hooker yeah. ads. Yeah, no, yeah. Who the who the fuck are they? I know what you I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the EMT who's doing like nudie shots to pay bills, which is not a statement against her. It's a statement against our system. She has an honest to god full time job. Shots. If you see them, they lingerie shots. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, they're they're basically um. Oh, what was that fucking at the Adam and Eve catalog? <laughs> you remember yeah. that for the poor days. Adam and Eve was basically oh, God, like uh, yeah. the G-rated, the G-rated porno. <laughs> yeah, and you can sure that so, there's yeah, some no. kids in the 80s going, look, you can see the fucking, 
You can cheer back in the 80s about, look, guys, you can see the top of her fucking titties through that fucking bikini, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he would be it, it, the SJWs a fine little Tony, a total creeper now. So, but that God bless the eighties that we had. Uh, little Tony being the goddamn uh, juvenile facility for being a fucking child molester, and he's fucking molester. Well, he's I mean he's not a molester. He's he's the same age as the girl, so he's just a perv horn dog. And they don't actually do know, anything. He's honorable. That's not yeah, allowed no, nowadays. Like, well, and, and someone recently, I was talking to another friend of mine about 80s movies. And they were like, thank God we grew up in the 80s when people weren't so like, oh, my God, you can't do that. That's pervy. That's rape culture. No, it wasn't. Everybody was fucking only, into oh it. Oh, my God, scream we got. And it was right here. And it was... Oh my God! No, not more water skiing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just when you think the water skiing scene is over, nope. Here's twenty more. <laughs> down you think the water skiing What a different set of Fuck you! Like I said, and I, it's actually this is actually when I turned it off. I'm like, really? They're going back out with a second set of teeds? What the fuck, Steve? <laughs> what are you doing to me here, Steve? Oh my God, more water skiing! <laughs> it doesn't end. <laughs> this might as well have been called like Hot Dog the Movie. <laughs> like I was saying, back yeah, in the eighties, every we had Sharon Tweed's tits. Yeah, you true, true on that. God bless this movie titties. either. <laughs> I thought this movie yeah, was I'm trying to think of all um, the uh, 80s movies where there was like a, a, a there was always centered around like a fucking you know sports thing. Um, yeah, uh, Hot Dad. Dog the movie, uh, Jocks, which was about fucking tennis. Yes, yes. <laughs> fucking tennis movie. Um, oh, 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 um, Revenge of the Nerds, the football jocks, you know. And then you had Lucas. Yeah. Everything revolved around a sport back then. So this movie is definitely the oh, quintessential. You say they're going to try to do a remake of Revenge of the Nerds nowadays. How much are they going to fucking cut out of that movie? Oh, God. Uh, uh, you know what? You know what? I'm not going to judge it until I see it because... I know the big complaint from the SJW crowd is, oh, my God, rape culture. Oh, my God, exploitive. Oh, my God. You know, so maybe whoever whoever takes it over, which, I mean, and they tried the same shit with 16 Candles. You know, ah, he raped that girl. No, they were both drunk and they both fucked each other. And they both woke up liking it. So shut up, rape culture shit. I mean, I get it. Yeah, rape culture, but you know what? But they have no problem with the fucking movie um, or the oh book of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey gets away with it. Why? Because the guy's fucking super rich. Like someone said, if that was in a trailer park, that would be a crime scene investigation film. <laughs> be a true crime <laughs> hey, there's an idea. <laughs> you just gave me an idea for a movie filmed the exact same book of Fifty Shades of Grey. The exact <laughs> 50, same fucking 50, book. Yeah. <laughs> Except the trailer park. Do the fucking trailer park version of that. It'll be a horror movie yeah. then. <laughs> but yeah. no, I mean, 
This is when he <laughs> took me down. back into his playroom. Yeah. And I had like a big giant buzzing purple dildo just spinning around. That's actually, hey, any filmmakers out there, there you go. Do your own version of Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Make it a fucking horror film because, god damn. How deep was that lake? Because it didn't look deep by the end of it. I don't know. This was a man-made lake. Which, um, well, like, well, mm, maybe a little too early to talk about it, but <clears throat> the lake is still no, there. It's back to its full glory. It shows up. Yeah. yeah. This was the 80s thing when they started making big man-made lakes like air so they could use it as tourist destinations. So you yeah. get guys that would have, like, countryside house property, and then it becomes lakeside property when the lake fills up. Yeah. This is Aww, the most non-proactive killer I've seen ever. Jason be watching movie like, come on, motherfucker, at least kill one of these fucking kids. Jesus <laughs> Christ, you fucking pussy. Oh, yeah, Jason. If this was a Jason film, half of them be gone already. Like, <laughs> he would have popped <laughs> yeah. out of the water right there and fucking yeah. killed three Jason of them. Jason did not fuck around. <laughs> Yeah, no, Jason. Jason is the um, slasher equivalent to a Jaws. He's a shark. He just swims around and kills. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, he's yeah, no, this movie definitely. Well, like I said, the the, the um, director he didn't he didn't want to make just a straight up gory slasher film. He wanted to appeal. He wanted the eleven year old to say, "This is cool. Wow, yeah, Doug is cool. Do you know." Effect. Little Tony's my buddy. Yeah, and plus... That's what this movie was supposed to be. And the slasher... They didn't have an FXRX new gore effect worth of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, this was just a vehicle for him to show, you know, other people for future jobs in in Hollywood. And this was like... His case, he would carry around and be like, hey, I made this movie. He's like, I'm not going to show motherfuckers this. (laughs) <laughs> he said he would him, him up the first time someone come up to him. He's like, hey, are you Tim Box? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, they're going to talk about Zena. Did you direct this? Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no. Yeah, Tim, we know you for uh... – <laughs> so here's his artistic shots that he did purposely in the film. Yeah. Because he says before anything else, he's an artist. Tim Boggs will tell you, oh, yeah, you know, I do film. Let's, film, let's put 20 but. minutes of filler in and then add more filler to it. <laughs> and guess what, no, Tim Boggs, he's... Are we going to get more water skiing? You bet your fucking <laughs> ass we are. <laughs> and these motherfuckers <laughs> right here vanishing the movie. Yeah. This is funny. This part always cracks me up. Well, all right, let them clean up their yard because, you know, it's not their house. (laughs) This part that's coming up cracks me up. Just the the reaction of the um, stalker slash, you know, killer when he gets gets spot. Yeah, here we go. More water skiing. (laughs) 
fuck? Yeah, at this point, I was ready to snap my disc and be like, fuck you, Steve. I ain't fucking doing this one. <laughs> but once you make it past this. <laughs> <laughs> but then luckily they, they, they didn't go back this out. This is when my sadistic Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving day is when my, my sadistic side goes out. This is why I watch shitty movies. Just so I can yeah. look for the fucking reaction, the people watching this shit. You know. I love the, oh yeah, I love the way he runs. He's like, oop, oop, I better get out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're going to be playing like, do 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 we're going to kick your ass. <laughs> I'm we'll sure kick your ass. motherfuckers can kick somebody ass. Even my little penis, I can be like, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, motherfucker. Fuck, I be grabbing my dick. Fuck you, motherfucker. You ain't kicking shit. <laughs> but still, the way the killer runs, it's hilarious. It's like, oop, let me gallop out of here. <laughs> yeah. doop, 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 doop. All happy and shit. <laughs> well, he was a big and dude. He was like what? That I the forgot, water like skiing was right? bad. Yeah, now here's. It goes from the water skiing to them smoking pot, and then they're going to do a 20 minute scene of them playing quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you grew up in the 80s, I don't know if kids still do it now. Yes, I'm that old. I'm really old, so please don't laugh too hard. It's from quarters to ping pong, beer ping pong. I don't yeah. know if they still play beer ping pong, but it went from there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the college kids now play that. Yeah, uh, what do they the call quarters. that? Oh, All right. um, oh, shit. <laughs> quarters, yeah, though, was, I, I remember. All this wood paneling and the fucking curtains and the goddamn light. Oh, that was everyone's house back in the late 70s, early 80s, up into the mid-80s. Because this came out in 87, yeah. filmed probably, what, 86, right? Yeah. So, yeah, everything yeah. was wood paneling back then. But I remember playing quarters. <laughs> Again, I was, what was I, 15 <laughs> playing quarters yeah. with a group of girls? <laughs> yeah. That was a hard and fucking we, game. And you'd me. always have get... one guy that was a ringer. Which was the guy yeah. who was always like, I can't play worth the shit. And then the girl's like, well, I'm playing against the guy who ain't go shit. And now we're going to play strip quarters now because I know you ain't shit. And then we'd be like, Jedi, unleash your powers now. <laughs> and then the motherfucker be like flipping them on the quarters and off his knuckles and shit. Yeah. Here it is. That's where the, the VHS starts glitching. Yeah. <laughs> While they're playing quarters, when the you can see the deterioration of the um, VHS tape. Yeah. What's scary is that means this quarter scene used to be longer. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of twenty minutes, it used to be twenty-five minutes. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, fuck you! We had to make eighty-two. There's a yeah. lot of those shitty ones back then that we love, the shot on video ones that would have padding like this. Oh, yeah. I mean, what is it like? Um, oh, God. When did the first one come out? Like, 82, right? Because this, this yeah, definitely wasn't the was, first uh, one. Let's see. Boarding House. Boarding House, that yes. was two hours. Yeah. Boarding House, Sledgehammer. <laughs> you remember that one? 
<laughs> that one I have to add to my uh, list. That that one I have to add to my collection. I've seen it, but I need to Speaking add it to my collection. The I think it's the same list of DVDs that I own that's worth over a hundred dollars. Their novel Turner collection. Oh, okay. <laughs> I knew you were leading to that. Yeah, Black Devil Doll from Hell and Yeah. Else in the Quad Dead Zone. Yeah. Now I gotta yeah, clear since we're else. doing a shot on oh, sorry. Since we're doing shot on video movie now, gotta say, the movie that always claims to be the first shot on video movie to ever be put out, Blood Cult. No, it's not. <laughs> no, no, it's not. And Blood it's not, Cult it's, was the first movie to ever be shot without a lighting kit. Yeah. <laughs> if you remember, uh, yeah, you can't see shit in that movie. <laughs> But yeah. that came out in 85. Boarding House precedes that by years. So yeah. people had always claimed. Bl- and well, it's not even people. The shot it's- on videotape was Frank Zappa's 200 Motels, and that was 71. Yeah, so. I'm talking about, like, the horror, the whole horror craze, you yeah. know, was Boarding House. Blood Cult always tried, and it always kind of bothered me because I – I actually own a copy of Blood Cult. Don't ask me why. Why? And <laughs> Well, I, I own it because uh, I do have memories of watching it with a friend of mine who's no longer with me. So we rented it, and I remember him and I just sat there making fun of this fucking movie, <laughs> making fun of Blood Cult, yeah, going, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, Blood Lake is more yeah. entertaining. Then all the fucking blood cult. Anything from those assholes that made blood cult. Fuck blood cult. Fuck yeah. the Ripper. And fuck eternal evil. <laughs> hey, the Ripper has Tom Savini in it for two seconds. <laughs> two fucking seconds. Oh, here's my great story about the Ripper. <laughs> I was at a convention once, and I was about to talk to him a little bit about Night Riders the first time I met him. And this guy mm-hmm. said, hey, you were in the Ripper. And Tom went, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that's the that's the perfect response. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to be remembered for that movie. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, we're sitting here making fun of them. And it's like you have to think to yourself, well, you know, at least they tried to make one. Blood Cult, the only reason no, I did that shit, no, it was made no, by. No. I will not. Fuck. Those guys that did Blood Cult, The Ripper, and Eternal Evil, they nope. didn't try to make one. They were horrible fucking filmmakers. At least Tim Bodden. Well, no. shit looks good. Yeah, well, Tim, Tim did it from Blake, the heart. This looks good. No, Blood Cult, though. Was basically, and this is the story behind it because I actually watched the making of. Don't ask me why, but yeah. I watched the making of Blood Cult, and it's literally News Film Network uh, filmmaker and an investor who basically wanted to do the cheapest film they could, and they had access to the market and tried to put it out to make a profit. They didn't, and they and they only did a horror film. Because they knew that's what was popular back in the eighties. Oh so god, that's yes. why you I can that. make a shitty. You can make a shot yeah. on videotape horror film, and this motherfucker yeah. during eighty five to really 
when the studios took over, you yeah. could make a fucking decent profit. Yeah. I mean, really, and that's why they did. They didn't do it because me. they wanted I to want be you to name filmmakers. Any they, which is Tim, Tim Boggs made this okay. because he wanted to be an aspiring filmmaker. Those guys that made yeah. Blood Cult did it for one reason, bottom line. They didn't give a shit what product they put out as long as they knew people would buy it. And that's that's why Blood Cult can go fuck itself and Blood Lake is a classic. There's That's the difference between those two films. And... I want you to name me any black-made horror film from the 80s that wasn't made by Chester Novel Turner. That's an all-black oh. cast <laughs> made for black audiences. Name one. Um, 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 don't, 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 um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Death by Temptation. That was 90s. Oh, yeah, shit, fuck. Um, oh, shit. Uh, what? There wasn't you know? any. <laughs> no, okay. Tester Novel turned himself was shocked. He like yeah. he went to the white neighborhoods, couldn't sell it. Went to the black neighborhoods. Hey man, can you give me twenty more copies of that shit? What? Yeah, I yeah. sell that shit in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I had him on the show once. He's the sweetest motherfucking guy you ever could meet. Nice. <laughs> People are like, yeah, I had Kane Hodder on my show. I'm like, fuck you. I had Chester Novel Turner, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it's it's because Kane Hodder is like like um, what do you call that? Mainstream now. Fucking when you get the underground guys, that's worth fucking talking about. Yeah, I, I always love this the grainy ass fucking slasher. Slasher uh, view. If we're looking POV. at the best ones, I mean, look at stuff like uh, Blood Lake, uh, Tim Ritter stuff. Yeah. Well, the even um, there. and you probably hate me for this or disagree with me with this, yeah. but Jim McBride's uh, um, Cannibal Camp Out. I oh, love God, that yeah, fucking I got movie. that one. No, I yeah, got that Cannibal one. Camp Out, a SOB film that's gory. Yeah. It's what, what were you saying? Sorry. Expensive set nowadays, but the basement VHS box set, Combin is good. It has uh, video violence one and two, the basement, Cannibal Campout, and I forget the other one. Yeah, see, I don't have that box set. I only have Cannibal Campout because I bought it by itself. And it has and my the video VHS violence, tape I actually... of the basement. Yeah, I have the VHS tape of uh, video violence. <laughs> My oversized clamshell. Yeah. I have that, but I and uh, Cannibal Campout. I did manage to grab on DVD before it got pulled or discontinued. Which yeah. you know, if you like shot on video Remember movies, I, what we're that complaining is like, about uh, Blood Cold? How you couldn't see shit in that movie? Look here, you can yeah. see shit. Hell, you can even see the yeah, cameraman no. holding the fucking light. <laughs> and how beautiful is that shot of the killer right there? Yeah. Some bitch. Which, sadly, okay, coming up soon, when you see nothing but the boots and the hands, that's not the actor. That's not yeah. Tiny. No, what happened was, yeah, you at can this tell point, the Tiny. Difference. Yeah, Tiny was sick. 
his diabetes yeah. is starting to get to him at this point, even in this point in the eighties, which sadly he <laughs> passed away from. Yeah, <laughs> the guy staring at him falls into the water. That's hilarious. He died in, he died in 91, 92. Yeah, from uh, kidney complications from diabetes. So, yeah, and, and even back attack. in here in 87, he was already suffering from it because he was so large, you know, which makes yeah. me want to go on a diet now. This I love that. not even See, move. Once you yeah. see Uncle Elmer, you're like, Jesus Christ, that big motherfucker. Yeah. See, I mean, I mean, blood, look, the guy who they got as a stand-in couldn't even fit in the fucking boot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but sadly, Tiny was sick at this point already. I love that one yeah. shot that we that just went by of the moon, where they used the slasher cam to red out the moon, and it looks bloody. Yeah. The moon actually—it's not just like a red filter. It's a grainy blood yeah. look to it, which is yeah. beautiful. So when you talk about shot on video, and I know I said it before, like, oh, yeah, they look really shitty. If you know what you're doing, which Tim did know what he was doing because he worked with the equipment. Yeah. He knew how to make shots look really fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> and is... even Tim Bogle admit that he would have added more gore if he had a guy that could do FX, and they didn't. That's the only thing yeah, he's they, really missing in this they movie. Did they didn't have a, they didn't have an S, they didn't have an FX guy. Yeah, no, Tim did everything. Matter of fact, the actors would help him. Like, okay, I gotta, I gotta break everything, and move everything, and the actors would stay around and help him, you know, reset up and everything. They didn't have a crew yeah. at all. And if you're wondering, kids, you can't get it easily nowadays. But back then. You could go to your back of your Fangoria and order everything you could wanted, phone, latex, and all that good shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is some bloodness, but unlike Cannibal Campout, which I love, they're not ripping entrails out and eating them or ripping fetuses out and biting them. <laughs> you know? See, here's or where Tim says his artistic shots. One and two, those two are fucking yeah. fun because they're like, Hey, we're stupid, and we admit it. Yeah. I love this shot. Yeah, with the ducks. Yeah, this is another thing. Tim was also um, a professional photographer, still photographer. He was yeah. also doing, like, weddings oh. and shit like that. Yeah. So he, he knew how to... part in the movie. Why the fuck are there so many fucking chocolate ducks in this movie? This is blood <laughs> not blood duck. <laughs> well, like I said, Tim was an artist. Tim is an artist. You know, he even has an artist website. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I yelled out, um, quack, quack, motherfucker. Yeah. But no, he was a photographer, which also added to the way it's filmed. Like, if you look at a lot of the shot on video films, they look like a kid holding a camera that doesn't know what he's doing. These, the guy who had oh, to set up a, a shot. Oh, sheriff. I love him. <laughs> yeah. I love this guy. Yeah. The most low-key fuck in the planet. <laughs> hey, you got a dead guy over there. You want to look at it? <laughs> hey. Yeah, look. He's right over there. You got a dead guy in your property. Yeah, I'm going to do a report. Don't worry. This. Yeah. yeah and he and Tim Boggs admit they didn't know how to do ADR either. 
So they lost a lot of sound during this scene. Yeah. Well, it was his first film, and he was just learning, so. Yeah. Oh, that's probably why he became a sound man on so many other projects. He's he's making up for his lack of experience on this one. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, fuck this. I'm going to be an ADR guy now. Yeah. I'm going to make every film professional. He learned in this movie is that yeah. sound is important. I'm trying to think. What's another movie made by kids? Oh, oh I know. Um. Channel 13, Rock. the Polano, Polano Brothers, is it? Am I saying that name yeah. right? They also did um, yeah. Real Death, R-E-E-L Death, where it's literally shot on 8-millimeter film, and they're literally like 12, 13-year-olds making those movies. Okay, there's two times they said shit in this movie. That's about as dirty as okay. it gets as shit. Yeah, no, it's fairly innocent, and it's not even that bloody, like... But there's such a charm about this movie, and it's done so well for a VHS movie. Yeah. <laughs> you probably want to ask some questions this, about what, this. What would happen if the Nancy McConaughey character from Days and Confused became a deputy? <laughs> I don't know, exactly. man. I just called the fucking sheriff, man. He'll be out soon, okay? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, that this sheriff is fucking hilarious. He's just hilarious. so fucking hey, mellow. You can tell There's that dead guy whenever he's parked in his deputy crazy, he's just burning one. Yeah. Yeah. And some teenage, uh, teenage sadness. I wouldn't be so oh. mellow. I'd be like, man, I'd be looking at him like, pack the shit, we leaving. Yeah. We're so sad. Oh, little Tony and the girl came from upstairs. He got some. <laughs> now tell me you don't look at this guy Doug and he you couldn't put him as the the antagon the the antagonist in uh the legend of Billy Jean. Yeah. Hey, I broke your brother's scooter. <laughs> and I love it. someone died and they spent like 5 minutes talking about where they screwed up there last night. And these two are fucking I love how these two are the stoners. They look like mall rats totally. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't run down those stairs, but I don't think there's any other way to get down there. Yeah. Yeah, those wood ass stairs. Oh, this whole summer cabin. I, I could live here. Like it's 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 actually pretty cool. <laughs> the wood paneling yeah. and everything. Yeah. We all had Look, wood my dad. paneling back then. Wood yeah. paneling. If you didn't have wood paneling in the house, you was like some kind of fuck up. Can we take a moment to appreciate this guy's feathered mullet? <laughs> oh, God, get away with that beautiful in the 80s. mullet. <laughs> I love that. I, hey, look, hey, look at them. They're crashed out. I bet they – looks like they didn't sleep last night. I wonder what they did. Yeah, you know, the two kids of the movie. <laughs> and everybody leaves everybody alone. I love it. Friday's yeah. 13th. Oh, my God. This motherfucker, I don't even know is dead. And this one. Hey, man. <laughs> they're fucking dead, man. Let's go burn one. Yeah. We could tell these kids hung out in a lot of neon lit malls. 
Yeah. Killer surf. Yeah. I'm just, see, that's another thing that's so nostalgic about this. Like, you just look at their clothing and be like, holy shit. Those are the kids that beat me up at the rude mall. Rude dog, <laughs> motherfucker. You remember yeah, that you know. 80s rude dog? Which parents got banned because it was rude. <laughs> But the director and this Tim, reminds he me in a way cool you stuff. would you know you would I just watched a documentary on it the other day, but you would definitely see all these motherfucking kids at action park. No parents. Oh, yeah. Like I said, my parents took me there once and literally they brought me there, gave me some money, and I forgot if it was tickets or not. God, it's been so long because I was little. I was like nine or something like that, probably younger. And my parents would be like, all right, we're going to be over there at the food court. And, you know, my dad would sit down, start drinking beer, smoking cigarettes. and I just ran like an animal through the place. I don't even know if I went on a lot of rides. I think I'm more like just fascinated by walking around looking at everything. Because it was yeah, pretty large. Yeah, because the rides are fucking scary as shit. Oh, yeah. Like, I know, I do remember I, sm- I spilled out on one of them. It was literally a board. With some wheels, and you went down this steep ass hill and like a little concrete gully. And I remember going down, and I tried turning, and I fucking flew off the thing. And I remember two like teenagers yeah, were like, "Hey, you okay there, the family?" Documentary that most of the motherfuckers were broken. You didn't have no brakes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I remember that's me. I how still... we were in the eighties, man. My mom looked at me. And she's like. We didn't let you go run around wild in the countryside during the 80s, did we? And I yeah. just looked there and went, eh, eh. yep, you did. Nah, back in the hey, 80s, we're going to walk just, like, somewhere with no supervision. Okay, you can't be home by eight. <laughs> oh, well, when the streetlights came on, your ass better be heading home. That was the rule. When you start noticing the streetlights yeah, coming on, or as go home. Prior said, my dad was a nine o'clock motherfucker. <laughs> go, yeah, man. Your ass better be home by 11. <laughs> Not before 10, yes. 11. As soon as them streetlights be on, you better be out front or whoop your ass. Yeah, I mean, you can hang out on the porch after dark, but you couldn't be on the street streets. Yeah. <laughs> I like how, uh, these guys are the quintess. These two, the couple, they. I wonder how many pothead movies they inspired. <laughs> I wonder if we'd have a Jay and Silent Bob if it wasn't for those two. Because <laughs> every scene, they're burning one. Yeah. What's funny is I never ran into a couple of drug dealers like Jay and Silent Bob. Most of them were like Matthew McConaughey. Most of the ones that I knew of were either cops or Matthew McConaughey yeah. in Days Confused. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you want a dime bag? I got some fucking Acapulco gold. I got bubble gum. I got some fucking stank weed, man. <laughs> and if you was good to give them money, they give you the good shit. But if well, you was an asshole, like, you they know, give you stems and seeds. Anytime I got potted, yeah. it was mostly, like growing up, it was mostly for free. Because it would just be like, everyone in school had it. And I remember um, I got some seeds from a guy, and I grew my own. So, for a while, yeah. I used to grow my own pot. <laughs> yeah. 
I was Tell hanging out with that. him, you know. We was at the arcade, the movie had just come out. And I knew yeah. the motherfucker from the movie, he like, hey, man, give him an SNS special. What? As soon as that guy, he's like, wait, wait, wait. And I was like, what the hell's an SNS special? Stems and seeds, the guy's a dick. <laughs> it's funny, like, when I was growing up in um, – the two spots to get drugs, and it was depending what you wanted. So if you wanted pot, there was two places. You can either get it at Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> yes, the family restaurant. You go there, and there's usually yeah. some dude hanging out at the arcade selling. Or you went to um, Photon, which was like um, the arcade where it had another level where guys would run around with the laser guns. And the place yeah. is called Photon. So if you wanted to score pot, you could go to those two places. There was usually a group of degenerates hanging out in front of the, those two places. Now, if you wanted heroin, there's a, it's closed down now, but there used to be a seedy-ass motel on the highway that you had to take yeah, off we, ramp. We and was, yeah, we used to have one of those. The drug yeah, motel, and it was just, we called it. Yeah, you would go to the motel and... Oh, fuck. Um, I remember my ex-girlfriend who was a junkie. She told me you go to the counter and you ask for room. I forgot what number it was, like five or something like that. And the guy knew he would ring yeah. the room up and then you would go to the room and get your shit. So, <laughs> yeah, it was it was really sleazy. I never went with her to get yeah. it, but she told me about it. And the darker the arcade, the better the shit you could score. Yeah. Well, the arcades were pretty lit. Like I said, they were like family friendly and stuff. And it was, it was always fun. Like you'd get your pot, smoke it in the parking lot, and then go play video games <laughs> and eat fucking, you know, oh, cheeseburgers no. and fries. One of those, remember, they used to talk about those dark, dank arcades that were scary looking when you walked into it? Oh, like joysticks. Like the movie Joyce. Yeah, that was ours. Was there was like no a, lighting. Yeah, it was like Babylon. <laughs> Only light in that motherfucker was in the arcade machines. Yeah, no, we had one like that at the mall. They actually had an arcade at the mall, and there was no lights. Like, you'd walk in, and all you see is, like, these pale faces against the screen. <laughs> and the only light that was there was, like, a little food thing in the back. And the machines that gave you quarters. Yeah. Which my friends and, and I my used sister, to get quarters. And nobody else knows this. Except this is the first time I'm broadcasting this. I was cool as fuck with them. Because one time I was walking over to the movies to, meet, movies to meet my sister. So I could to learn to memorize movies so quick. Because they nice. would pay my popcorn and snack fees. They'd be like, hey, Steve, here's the money for the popcorn and shit. You tell us everything about the movie, and we're going to keep fun on you. Be a bad habit of popcorn. I'm like, oh, shit. More dust. <laughs> there you go. So one night I come yeah, outside, I and these are the smartest cups in the world because they were undercover, except that they said, oh, that was a good dope slashing. They said, yeah, yeah no, you we're see some open wound there. We're waiting outside. Do you want to walk out of that arcade? We're going to shake down. So I went oh. there and I knew the guy who was like the head drug dealer because people be giving him money. I walked to him and he said, Yeah. You sell shit? And he's like, Uh, I don't know you, so no, I don't. I'm like, 
well, you better learn to know me because I just heard you know, about four or five cocktail times are going to be shaking everybody down tonight, so I wouldn't be selling shit if I was you. Ooh. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's a good way to get in, you know, is fucking when you, when you call out the cops that are setting up a bust, you can win. You can win pretty much favors with the killer. Imagine <laughs> that's a good way of doing it. Outside, yeah, we're gonna be. You like you and me and these other four guys right here are gonna be shaking down everyone who walks out of the arcade. Mm. So did he walk out, or he no, stay in there until the cops left? Oh, no one got any shit. They got made up. They got it made up when the cops weren't there. But yeah. <laughs> And I got free movie tickets. Ah! Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was lucky enough to have an aunt that worked at a theater, so I got in all the time for free and free food. That that was my film education, was like endless movies at the theater. Yeah, I never did drugs or smoke pot and all that, but I knew who sold it because my sister hooked up, and plus it was eating my aunt hooked up, smoke. So hey, <laughs> I knew what am I like you, you know. Here we are. We're getting to the end of the film, and finally, there's some action going. <laughs> this movie is like a lot of padding, <laughs> but thank goodness the characters are so enjoyable that it just goes by. Yeah. So. That was the hardest he said. That was the thing that I, yeah, these are motherfuckers you wouldn't mind. You. Well, you didn't mind around my area. These are the motherfuckers you hung out with every weekend. Yeah. I mean, my friends were a little more punk rock, but, like, you know, uh, I definitely knew I kids like them, this. Uh, the Jacket Girls. I talked about them before well, the show, haven't I? The Jacket Girls? Yeah. That they would jack off guys in the audience say, oh, yeah, just put a towel over there. And then they jack them off real quick and make them come all over their coats. And then they have to go home and explain to their parents why they got jizz all over the inside of their coats. <laughs> Blah. <laughs> That's nasty. <laughs> well, no, no. These, these kids look more like, um, like there was, you know, punk rockers always back in the 80s also skateboarded. Well, there was also posh kids that used to, and that's what we called them, posh kids. Well, they well no, these were posh kids. The kids that were more like cool, you know. They didn't know tricks, but they just had the most expensive skateboards and knew how to like ride around a little. They were like the posh kids. They, you mostly saw them at the mall. They were more into the fashion than they were the actual yeah, like boarding rats. culture. Yeah, but back yeah, then they weren't called mall mall rats. They were called um, posh kids. That was a fucking <laughs> brilliant use of that gimmick. And yeah. I love how they like, and I hope, like, like tiny. Yeah. Yeah, it's always from behind, you know, and you can't and really finally, see them. finally, we're in well, the because fucking when you, shed. <laughs> which wasn't on location. The inside is actually where the director was living. So when you look at the inside of the well, shed. Well, you remember, that's how he, they this did is it where on he, Evil Dead, too. They yeah. had that cabin in Tennessee, but the basement was in uh, New Jersey, I think. I forgot what state. No, it was in um, ah oh, shit, fuck, where was it? It was Detroit. in town, I think. Michigan, Detroit, Michigan, yeah. Michigan. 
Michigan. It was in Michigan. The basement was in Michigan, and the cabin was down by you. So, yeah, where she's coming yeah. out of, that's not the inside that they're showing. That's a different location. No. Yeah. Now, that's Plowboy right there. Yeah. Right here, that's Plowboy. Because look how rotund he is. <laughs> He's a big motherfucker. Yeah. But they said he was like the sweetest guy you could ever talk to. Like they, like oh, he's all yeah. posing on the screen, and then when they would turn the cameras off, he's like, "Hi guys, how you doing? <laughs> Boy, isn't this a lot of fun?" Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> oh, a little Tony. And because that is an actual knife they picked up for like one dollar at the fucking flea market, that's why he don't stab nobody with it. They didn't have yeah. a gimmick knife. They didn't even know what the fuck that was. Yeah, no, I mean, they had zero budget. Like, this cost nothing. But they used every penny they had to, you know, make this film look good. <laughs> that was actually one of Tiny's shirts, all flowery and stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't be scared, because those knives were dull as shit. Then, if you tried to uh, sharpen them, you find out they was lead. Yeah, no, my um, I had one. Uh, I I got it for Christmas one year, uh, like because Rambo was yeah. big, and for some reason my parents yeah. thought, you know, oh Rambo's popular, let's get him a Rambo knife. Yeah, thanks. But um, I remember it came with um the little rock to sharpen it, and I could never get yeah. an edge on that thing. It was shit. And I remember I give it, gave it to my dad, and I'm like, Dad, can you do something with this? Because my dad was a machinist. And he looked at it, and he goes, uh-huh. this is the cheapest fucking metal I have ever seen. <laughs> my father knew his metals because he was a machinist, and he said, this is garbage. Yeah. And I was like, well, you bought it for me. <laughs> oh. You can tell which guys are from the South and which isn't, can't you? Yeah. The guys from the South, they call him a son bitch. Yeah. And the guys from up north your way call him a son of a bitch. You know son of a son bitch. Son bitch. <laughs> I know that because my mom. Yeah, we consolidate our word down south. You goddamn son bitch and son of a bitch. Well, my mom was from Texas, and you know it was always funny because she'd be like, "Freddie, is that son bitch coming over? Because <laughs> I ain't cleaning up after you yet." <laughs> yeah. Uh, his poor girlfriend. She was killed. Yeah, this is the shed he lived in. He didn't have to dress it either, he said. He said all he had to do was move his bed out of there. Oh, and here's the greatest reason ever for a bunch of murders in fucking movie history. Yeah. And why does this dick just come out of the fucking blue? Yeah, the sheriff, he just comes out of nowhere. Oh, Oh, she dead? (laughs) What's going on here? Wait. You killed my buzz. (laughs) God damn, don't you wish you could get away with that shit? 
Oh, yeah. Her daddy bought the place from him, and he never paid for it. Doesn't that? Uh, That's the whole reason of the movie, is a guy got ripped off from a real estate deal. Shouldn't her parents have mentioned some shit about that? Yeah. But that's funny because you think about like all the other slasher films. There's always some great explanation of you know they their parents were put on fire or or what is it the burning the kids set me on fire so I'm getting my camp revenge. You know, yeah. Madman Mars got an axe to the face. Yeah, Jason, they killed my mama. You know, this guy they ripped me off in a real estate dealing, so I'm killing everyone. <laughs> Good enough for yeah, me. Why the hell is he keep? Why the hell is he sleeping in the shed when technically it's still his goddamn house since they didn't pay for it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because this movie's written by teenagers and shot by teenagers. Well, they shot it really fucking well, but it's still made by uh, teenagers. So the plot is a little weak. Who cares? <laughs> uh, the reasoning is a little weak. Oh uh, yeah. Or to quote Richard Pryor, <laughs> you could take an asshole and you could put perfume on it. You could put all sorts of pretty powder and makeup on it and put a bow on it. Still an asshole. It's pretty asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is still a great movie. I mean, you know, it took me a while to get into it because I didn't know what the fuck was going on, <laughs> you know. But once my cherry was yeah. broke, <laughs> I got into it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad you baby watched it. More. See, you're watching this with me, and we're both fucking just going to town on it. <laughs> you know, it's a fun movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a party movie. We don't have these anymore. I don't count yeah. shit like The Room, Birdemic. He's so bad that they're yeah. good modern movies, party movies. I mean, The you Room you give like it to because that is and... a train wreck. <laughs> the Room yeah. is a train wreck, an enjoyable train wreck. But, yeah, no, I know what you're getting at. The movies that go out of their way to try to be bad, to be entertaining. This movie's bad, that. but and in all the right And shot is great. Yeah, the laughing. Fucking end shot. Yeah. And guess that what? Actually, oh, see. Shit. Okay, so you saw how he appeared there. Yeah. See, that's okay, real so, um, right there. So this it? whole ending caused a lot of confusion. Yeah, and I can explain it so, to you. So yeah, so this ending caused a lot of confusion. The reason he appears at the door and not come out of the door and why he's wandering around like a little confused and then they're about to show the lake is dried up. He's supposed to be dead. This is his spirit in the netherworld. In other words, he doesn't know where he is. No, the director said that. He's in the netherworld. um, Yeah, and he, he also said that actually a month after they were filming this, yeah. The dam that was keeping this lake in. Yeah, it broke. It broke. But I'm saying the yeah, no, that's how they got these shots because that's why it's credited as special effects by an act of God because they had an earthquake, the <laughs> dam broke, and the water drained out. But what happened? Yeah. But they said that when they filmed this, the way that the reason that they made it kind of mysterious like this 
was because they wanted it to look like he's in the netherworld. He did die from the stab wound, and every and when you go to the netherworld, everything's kind of off. It's still what you remember, but it's always off. Like walking through a city, but there's no people. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like that. So he's in the netherworld. He's dead. And that's why the lake is dried up and everything seems so barren, which is perfect. I, and they use this perfectly. And that dock he's standing on, they, he said, um, the director, Tim, said he dropped a piece of equipment in the water. And after this dried up, when they went back a month later, he looked down where he dropped the piece of equipment and it was still there. He picked it up and he put it back, you know, to use, even though it went into the water. Yeah. But this is actually really shallow. Yeah, Look how shallow this lake is. Yeah. Like I said, it was a man-made lake, and the dam- and they got yeah. word, and the news, the dam broke. So they went down there with their cameras, and they grabbed Frazier. Yeah. And they just filmed. And this movie actually got notoriety they- because – oh, there's the deep spots. Okay, you can see where it got really deep. So they said the movie yeah. got notoriety – because they said because they made a horror movie there, the lake drained because they brought satanic influences. And newspapers locally ran with it and po- and printed um, <laughs> stories about how this movie was the reason why the lake drained. <laughs> and that's why the residents there now don't want any, like, fans of this movie coming around. Yes, yeah, these special <laughs> effects and act of God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they... God. they <laughs> because of the earthquake and the dam broke, but yeah, well, that, he's supposed to be trapped in another world. If I was filming around that lake and something like that happened, I'd have to fucking film something there. Yeah, definitely. But so yeah, no residents do not like people going around there now that are fans of this. Oh, film. and if you notice, there's one scene in there which we talked through where to actually screw up and call him Travis, and he responds to him. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did miss that. Yeah, we did talk right over Brett that. Brett O'Brien. But I thought that... Becky for... That was the stand-in yeah. for Flatboy, Stretch O'Brien, whoever the hell that was. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he was the man that you saw earlier fishing with his young son. So that's the stand-in. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, talk about, like, being... Thinking on your feet. Hey, a dam broke. The lake is empty. Shit, let's grab Travis and go film this real quick. We could add a really cool nether. Because yeah, the that... original ending of the film was supposed to be that laughing face. And then when the lake drained, they were like, we can put him in the netherworld. And you could leave like an open-ended um, ending to where, is he dead? Is he alive? Why is everything so barren? Where is he? You know? So talk about creative-ass ending and creative-ass thinking on your feet. Yeah. And I mean, I I do love this. Um, uh, the director. Um, oh God, my mind is going because I'm tired. Tim Boggs. I love the saying that he has: "Art will become what it needs to become." And he said that's that's pretty much sums up this movie. It's like the writer had one idea, he had another idea, but the film, as they were making it, developed into something else that they never intended it to be. So yeah. and the film actually came out better than what they were gonna make, you know, because it was gonna be like a blood splattered, 
you know, slasher film, but because of the limited budget, because they had to think on their feet, capture the shots that they could, you know, they and were they only there on vacation. They didn't have anyone to pull up the makeup and shit. Yeah, so the film actually became what it became, you know, the, the yeah. you know, despite all their intentions. So I Cedar always love that saying. Art will be. Yeah, Cedar Lake, yeah. Which if, I went to their site, and you have to be a resident to join. So they don't want outsiders, and they don't they don't because want blood, blood league fans because of this movie, yeah. yes, and because of the satanic well, look how many influences. Years it took for the fucking guys who owned uh, Camp Crystal Green to allow motherfuckers have a camp out there. Yeah, Tiny Barker, yeah. Auto sales. Oh yeah, another story that's funny about this that Trans Am. You know why that car doesn't show up again later? Because after they were filming, when they were filming this, they parked the Trans Am in front of some place when they had to run in somewhere, and someone stole it. The Trans Am got stolen. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't have the Trans Am to put it in the rest of the film. <laughs> That's some funny shit. Nineteen eighty. So that's why they have all those scenes them saying, we're going to town and get some shit. Oh, AGFA, thank you for putting this out. And Bleeding Skull, thank you for putting this out in DVD. Or this film would have definitely disappeared. It has me thinking, like, how many films are now gone? Think about that. Like, how many films were made that were awesome, but because of low, the money situation and no one thought to preserve them, they just disappeared? Yeah. You know, like... Well, like Blood Lake would have like disappeared with a lot theory. of others. Yeah. Half of the films, it goes back. Half of the films on Blu-ray won't hit 4K. And half of the films that were put out on DVD never will hit Blu-ray. Yeah. And half of the films that hit VHS and go, and yeah. go on and on. Uh, yeah, know. how many celluloid films never got put on VHS that are now gone? Yeah. You know, it, it, it's kind of depressing when you really think about, like, like, yeah, here we have Blood Lake. Imagine if no one thought of finding an old VHS copy and putting it out on DVD. Just let it disappear. Because I remember going to the video store, and there's a lot of titles that I've never seen again. You know, think of how many made-for-TV movies got that one airing and never were seen again. You know, a friend of mine was talking to me recently about a film. uh, There's one that I've been wanting forever on legit DVD, and that's uh, uh, The Dark Secret of Harvest Home. Yeah, see, there you go. It probably showed, what, once and then gone, right? Yeah. You can see it on YouTube, but it looks like an eighth-generation copy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I had VHSs like that. But, um, yeah, no, so Blood Lake's a good example of a movie that's Lake now preserved. What's so good is that, well, Tim Box had all that equipment, and he used his negative of Blood Lake to test out equipment, you know. Yeah. And he kept everything. Like, when they went to put this on disc, he's like, yeah, I still have my original mini tapes, you know? 
Let me see. I think it says on here. Yeah, um, yeah three-quarter inch tape. And then they edited it on one-inch tape. And the transfer is taken from the original yeah. one-inch master tape. So, yeah, it was filmed on three-quarter tape and then transferred onto a one-inch tape for the, for the editing. So, and I love which that, is why I skipped the three. And I love that I fucking hate that AFCA had to put in a little disclaimer that says, and I quote, well, semi-quote, this was shot on fucking videotape and taken from mini tape. It's not going to look like the fucking Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think genre fans that look for movies like this, they're not looking for the Avengers or, you know, Avengers Civil War quality yeah, those that go filmmaking. Blood Lake are not going to be like, well, I want to look for the child or the orphan yeah. or some big fucking budget. Yeah, I just looked it up. Tiny Frazier, the the, uh, killer. Yeah. I actually prefer when they look a little shitty. It's like my music. I like it a little raw, you know? Give me some raw shit. Yeah, I just looked up Tiny Frazier died. Yeah. Tiny Frazier died at age 54. Aw. So this film's for Tiny. Rest in peace, Tiny. I mean. Talk about one of our our favorites, uh, LAMF. Oh, like a motherfucker, uh, Johnny Thunders. Um, yeah. If you remember, oh, they put out two versions of it. One was the remastered version that sounded like shit, and one called Raw as Fuck that sounds fucking amazing. Which movie are you talking about? It's uh, a, a CD. Oh, you know, Johnny oh, Thunder. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know that um, Johnny Thunder, what? Yeah, <laughs> but like, you Johnny know, the, is you know the CD, <laughs> and it came out in two versions. It was like uh, yeah. uh, the Studio Masters and Raw as Fuck. And the Raw as Fuck version has become the standard nowadays. Yeah. Well, it's like um, Iggy Pop's, um, what is that? Well, the Stooges, Iggy Pop and the Stooges, Raw Power. There's yeah. the original version, and then there's the remastered version. And I'm still split on, like, which version, because I like the um, shitty quality of the original, because the new version sounds a little too crisp, you know? It loses some of its edge. Yeah. <clears throat> That's like uh, remastering Gigi Allen, you know? <laughs> it's like. Or remastering Rancid, the album. No, not Rancid, yeah. Fear. Yeah, Fear. I was about to say, yeah. Because Rancid came out that time when they were doing it right in the studio. But, but yeah, Fear, you know. No, there's just some things, you know, that are better raw than they are cleaned that's up. That's how they recorded They recorded them with a raw live feel. Just imagine yeah. a band from the 80s. I'm talking a 70s. I'm talking pop. Not a, yeah, pop, mm-hmm. rock, anything. If you didn't have a fucking badass live raw sounding album, you were fucked. Yeah. Well, there's a great band called Acid Attack. And, like, literally, you could hear them, like, hitting shit with their guitars on accident, you know? <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like, bang. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the so, curse of Peter Frampton, as he calls it. 
every bit of Frampton studio shit flopped. No one bought his studio album. Yeah. But I'm sure but his wife comes was alive. Like old. Yeah. Everybody had a teenager in the mid 70s to about 82. You're automatically handed a copy of uh, Franklin Comes Alive. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Can we talk a little bit about t- Little Tony real quick? About the, okay, what go I ahead. found on him? Yeah, you found yeah, so the actor, Tony. It might yeah, not the actor's him. name is. So this is. What, what, what is <laughs> okay, so yeah, Travis Cresser played Little Tony, born around the 70s, early 70s. So I'm trying to find out because if you watch the audio commentary on Blood Lake, they um, talk about, well, we don't know what happened to Little Tony. I hope he's doing okay. I don't want, you know, I used a 12-year-old in my film, a 12, 13-year-old in my film, and I don't want him becoming a degenerate. So I did a little research, and the only thing I could find archival on, on Travis Cresser, the actor, is a prison record in Oklahoma. <laughs> He actually got arrested for bootlegging CDs. This is in the 90s. So he got he got arrested for bootlegging CDs, throwing bodily fluids on police officers. God knows what the fuck that was. <laughs> and yeah, and like a whole bunch of other petty crime charges. So there's an actual police file on little Tony. I'm assuming it's little Tony cuz he's the same age his, the adult picture they have on the police file looks like an older version of little Tony in the movie, Travis Cresser, and it's his name, same age, everything acts up. So, yeah, he, so here's a kid that they found him flipping off cars at a young age. He was a little foul mouth hooligan. That, so they put him in the film, and he only grew up to become a fucking hooligan. <laughs> Throwing bodily fluids at cops and bootlegged CDs. I mean, it's not like rape or anything like that. It's it's legitimately shit you would expect little Tony to do. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. So any fans and of little know, Tony, that's what he's up to back in 98. Market. What? Yeah. Tony, <laughs> I bought shit like rot and stuff like that. So, of course, you knew that motherfucker at the flea market. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I mean, at least it's not like rape or anything horrible like that. It's just like bootlegged CDs and fucking with cops. You know, shit you expect little Tony oh, to do. Oh, Metallica. Oh, my God. So I had to you share that because everyone's wondering what happened to little Tony who was played by yeah. Travis Cresser, the little foul-mouthed horn dog of a kid. That's what I found. Now, anybody out there listening to this, if I'm wrong, please let us know. <laughs> but you could comment either on the page or contact us on the next show, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's what I found. <laughs> so he lives up to his reputation, even in, back in 98 when the – uh Police file was put online. <laughs> yeah. I just found this to be hilarious. DIY shit. This is what... Yeah. Really, they call it SOV. I prefer to call it by the 90s time. Yeah. DIY. Oh, and anybody listening to this, don't confuse this with the Blood Lake 2006. 
there is another blood lake out there because I was trying to look up information on this. And there's a Blood Lake 2006, which is a porno horror film. It's a hardcore porno film in the same style as this Blood Lake, where it's a bunch of people going to cabins on the lake. And that one's more um, supernatural, though. They find uh, an evil book, which is an evil dead ripoff, and they bring back the spirit of a of some kind of preacher, wizard-type guy that starts killing them as they're fucking. So, not there's yeah there there's another blood lake out there but it's not the 19 it's not the fun loving 1987 one this is 2006 pornographic film so you know if you want to see that one go yeah, ahead yeah and it's hard we're to find nowadays but if you can track it down and if you're looking for a horror porno film look up the Texas Dildo Master from the 90s pussy face instead of leather face. <laughs> oh, I got one even better than that. I have a 1971 porno horror film um, that's called Hardcore. It's a hardcore porno oh, film, God. and it's about it's about people fucking, and then they're beheaded for satanic rituals. It's yeah, a but beautiful. The only reason I didn't mention that film. one is that one's uh, easy to find. Yeah, I mean, I found it in a porno shop that I was in, so <laughs> I didn't look at it. This is before yeah. uh, the internet. But beware, I was actually this added... is like me and Fred and those of us who deal in weird circles are going, yeah. oh, that shit's easy to find, which means for you average motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not going to find this at like um, Blockbuster or not. Yeah, you're not going to find our films at, like, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Best Buys or Target. <laughs> They're not going to have – I mean, it's easy for us oh. to find because we know how to look for it. Yeah. Yeah, we know how to look for these movies, so. I found <laughs> we know the keywords. motherfucking Best Buy, motherfucker. I'm a god. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no I, I was actually – the Greek film with the goat fucking and the incest and the fucking golden showers. Do I know that one? Yeah. Uh, golden showers. That's throwing me off. What what is it with the golden showers? The one where they go to this Greek island and stuff, and this couple ends up killing everyone they consider perverts. Ooh. I don't know that one. What is it? Oh, you need to get it. What's it called? Island of Death. Island of Death? That one? Yeah, no. Yeah. That one I haven't seen. Island of Death. I'm writing it down. You might be able to help uh, me out. Golden showers, lesbianisms, uh, homemade blood torch, blow torch, uh, a woman getting... uh, her head cut off with a fucking bulldozer. <laughs> okay, so I put a star next to that. I need to find this. <laughs> find and, this film. Well, I'll put out a nice version of it, so it's pretty easy to find. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> and it has this one scene where uh, this guy rolls over to his wife. The uh, main couple says, hey, baby, let's fuck. No, I don't wanna. I don't wanna. So he wanders yeah. outside the house, looks around, and there's a 
the girl who they're renting from, Judy Gold, walking around outside. Is it Black Phillip? <laughs> no, it's more like a white goat they uh, stone for the scene. I mean, if you look at the guy, oh, okay. it's like guys that you've seen that drink too much. It has a look on his face of the guys who take too much drugs and listen to too much pink Floyd and he ends up fucking it. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that one. That one's new to me. Oh, it's like All right, that one I got to look up. <laughs> Speaking of pornos, there was a porno I was trying to find that I couldn't find. Oh, just real quick. It's a it's a guy finds his cousin's um, diary, starts masturbating into it on uh, her first couple sexual experiences. Then his mom walks in on him. He starts fucking his mother. Then the cousin walks in on him, and they start having a three-way. It came out I, – yeah, it's like either – yeah, like I can't remember the title of that one. If I could, I'd, I'd fucking look it up, but – I just remember the girl was super hot. <laughs> the cousin. Are you sure I saw that back in the, the 90s. Pam- so. No, no, no. That's named the Pamela Man or anything. Yeah, no. If, if you if you hear anything like that, you know, mom, cousin, and and cousin having sex, you know, <laughs> it's a really perverse oh, one. Because it's like. That's what, that was kind of common in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's the seventies. I think this is eighties. It looked eighties. Yeah. I remember because they had the puffy eighties hair. So, and the mom kind of looked uh, looked huh. like in the um eighties woman's business suit when she walks in on them. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it, that was a that was, and the I know the actor is like popular. I just forgot his name. Sorry, it just, it just popped in my head because you're huh. No, it's not Tom Byron. No, it's definitely not him. Yeah, it's not Tom Byron. It's um shit. The guy had like like feathered blonde hair. And he looked like he did a lot of cocaine because he had a big nose. I had him on the show one. What is it? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I forget his name, but I had him on the show one. And he was telling us about being at it. He was telling us about being on the fucking lake in the Andre. He was like, oh, I was over in Greece, and we didn't have no cows. We had to go swim out. In the, we had to go bathe out in the lake. Like, I'm sorry if I'm sorry you want to hear about fucking. I'm like, bullshit. I realize that's that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no fucking contact with nature, and you have to go fucking bathe in the lake. That's how good it is. How do we get from an innocent movie like Blood Lake to fucking porno? <laughs> oh, God. All right. <laughs> well, that was the two biggest things in the 80s when it comes to DIY stuff. If you want to talk about SOB, there was like two main genres. There was the yeah. porn and the horror. But, yeah, how yeah. fucked up is it that you could shoot a movie for 10 cents on video? Yeah, games. seriously. And yeah, no, back then. Well, by distribution. Yeah. And radio stores have more than one copy of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tim Tim Boggs talks about it. He's like kids today. 
they have it so easy. He says he sees like young filmmakers that ask him questions like, how do I make a movie like yours? He's like, fuck. I mean, you have more access to equipment than I do, you know, than I did back then. Back then you had to have thousands of dollars for the video equipment. You had to have money to edit it. You had to pay people to do credits. If you didn't, if you didn't have a computer or you had to do it on the camera, you know, he's like today, if you want to make a movie, you got a fucking phone in your pocket that could do everything that I needed back then. He says, I could shoot Blood Lake on my phone. I could do everything on my phone now. I could take out my phone and make a movie that looks just as good, if not better, than my Blood Lake that I shot on video and paid thousands of dollars to do. So there is nothing stopping independent filmmakers now. I mean, mean, he makes his fucking, he shoots his fucking film in his backyard using his uh, wife, Mrs. Fields, and his neighbors and shit, and just out of gore and prosthetics that he orders on the fucking internet. Yeah, you can make your movie, put it right up, you know? Now it's so much easier because, I mean, and I remember because I made independent films with my friends. And it was like it cost money. You had to buy the tapes. You had to edit them. It took time. Now it's just like the only thing – his point was the only thing stopping independent filmmakers or kids now from making a movie is wanting to do it. it wow. it's, he's like you have to get off Facebook for five fucking minutes, and you have to want to do it. It's the passion. That, he says that's what's missing in the film industry now is passion. There's no more passionate filmmakers. It's far and few in between yeah. now. You know, because there's no excuse to not make a movie now. You know, it's it's all about passion. If yeah. you are passionate and you can grab a couple friends that can feed off of your passion, you can do everything. You have a whole studio in your pocket now. So I did like when Tim talked that way because he, he, he did say that. In um, the commentary, oh, it's just like there's nothing stopping you. Go back to this Jester Novel Turner show, or did you ever listen to that one that we had him on? Who? Jester Novel Turner. No, I didn't listen to that one. Sorry. Yeah, you're more sorry you know because you love Black Devil Law from Hell and Tales in the Quiet Dead Zone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I should have listened to that one. He's the guy that's directed uh, I miss a lot those. Of yeah. No, we I did a whole month. I called it Indie Month. Let's see. I had Joel Weinkoop on. Uh, oh shit. Tim Ritter. Uh, the guy who did Shatterdead. Damn. If you haven't seen that. I'm gonna reach this one and bitch slap you if you haven't seen any of <laughs> Scooter McRae it. shit. It's been a while, but I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I had Scoot. We had Scooter on. Yeah, no, you had a lot of great guests on. So, I mean, you've been doing this for how long? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forever. Well, so. I just love the underground guys. You know, these are the guys yeah. that take nothing and make something. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, why don't we have so many more of those now? Because it's a lot easier to make them yeah. now. Back then, you had to actually fucking have knowledge of your equipment. You know, you had to actually know someone that went to school to know how to use a fucking camera or been like in Tim's case, he worked in a store selling this shit. So he knew how to work them, you know, <laughs> it's like you had to know what you're doing. Now yeah. it's just like, or, you know, we see TikTok videos. 
If I <laughs> that, had that, a dime for you. every one of those guys that was on the show and told the story like, oh, we, you know, we shut on the weekends, why? Because if you went into book, if you went into camera on Thursday, you wouldn't have to have the camera back to on Monday. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. So that's why it's it's kind of disappointing now. It's like, where are all the independent filmmakers that like Tim Bods? You know, where where are they? Where you know? And I'm sure they're out there. Maybe we're just missing them. Maybe we're just so old and fucking set in our ways. We're not searching like we used to. You know, <laughs> like I didn't know about Blood that. Lake. Or is it just happy that's my work for? All right, go on, fucking program your festival. Come on, son. Give me these indie films of these wonderful guys. Come on, just bring them to me. I get to go once a year and watch them. <sighs> I don't know. I just like I just love when um like Joe Bob Briggs did the same thing. He did a whole rant. On there's no reason that there shouldn't be any. There should be a lack of independent filmmakers. Yeah. You know, and he says you make a. I love that Joe Bob did that. He's like, if you make an independent film, send it to me. I'll view it. I'll get. I'll try to help you get it out there. You know, I'll I'll push it. (laughs) Because you know there there is um a slump in independent, or if the, the ones that are out there are just carbon copies. You know. Like you, like you mentioned before, we were talking about this. They're remaking Revenge of the Nerds. Why are they remaking Revenge of the Nerds? You know, because it's eighties and it has nostalgia quality, and it's a okay, known so, brand. And, and yeah, instead of remaking, why don't we write up a new fucking story in the same spirit? You know, but they don't want to take the no, risk. All we needed back he, then was a great tagline. I mean, it's like uh, our last yeah. guest. Uh, he had a great tagline for what? Gay. How, what's it like being fucking dead? All we need yeah. was a great fucking name. <laughs> yeah, a great there is a lack of taglines out there now. Well, not even taglines. Just look at uh, Frank Hennelotter. Okay. Frank and Hooker. <laughs> Frank and Hooker. <laughs> Want a date? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, We're going to get into this on our next show. Uh, poster art and stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> How many shitty movies? I mean, literally, shitty movies did you see? Because they had a great fucking poster art. Oh, yeah, and uh, I don't know if I should say now or wait for the show. Should I say for the show? Or can I say the title say now? I'm going to say it for the show because it is one of the biggest. I mean, now I appreciate the film because I just watched it the other night, but there's a film out there that the poster is so fucking cool and the tagline is so fucking cool you expect this apocalyptic vision of the future. And then when you watch the movie, you're like, what? Is anything going to happen? Why are we looking at this? What? And I, I'm going to, I'm going to message yeah. you what the movie is. I, you probably have an idea what it is, but, and it's a, and the one from a pretty popular the studio. Biggest 
story about this, or that one was on the show, but it's an easy story how Clint Eastwood had filmed this movie. He's like, ah, this movie's gonna bomb. How are we gonna see this fucking movie? And then Clint Eastwood says, fuck it, let's call Frank Rosetta. <laughs> yeah. I know what Pussy's you talking about. Is that the enforcer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the gauntlet. Yeah, the gauntlet. Oh, God damn. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the gauntlet poster, it's like this post-apocalyptic badass motherfucker with this shot-up bug and clean uniform with this fucking shirt ran out full of holes in it. And you're like, God damn, this movie's going to be good. And you look at it. It's a pretty good costume. It's not the fucking movie, the poster sold. They really look at the poster, and they're like, okay, they did. Uh, so and that's the next show, Poster Art. Right. In 2021, which means we practically survived 2020. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, things are starting to look up. There's now a vaccine for this fucking. Yeah, I mean, 2020, yeah, it was shit, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And we're back. Good night, everybody. We'll see you on All the right. other side. All right. Goodbye.